This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. All right, let's record a podcast. Today I'm talking about rest. I really want to talk about attachment because I posted a video on attachment yesterday and it blew up and people have so many questions and I'm like, oh my God, but we are going to talk about rest today because that is what is in the schedule. I slept last night, so hopefully I sound a little bit energetic. I put on a little bit of makeup. So let's get into it. The reason I thought of this as a good topic for a podcast episode is because of a comment I received on the podcast account, which is at the Mom Room Podcast on Instagram. I had posted something about how my husband and I did things when Milo was younger and that my husband tended to sleep with the monitor most nights because he's able to fall back asleep really quickly and he functions way better with less sleep than I do. For me, when I would wake up with Milo, I was up for hours and then he'd wake up again and then I I was just like not sleeping at all. Also, I found it really difficult after having Milo to sleep with the dogs, so my husband would sleep with the dogs. It was like a whole thing. Sleep becomes very important, so you need to figure out what works best for you to get the best sleep possible. So anyways, and then I was talking about how my husband cooks many of our meals because he's a really good cook. I am absolutely terrible. And also the things that I choose to cook, my husband doesn't really like, and I'm not food motivated. Honestly, make me a boiled egg and I'll be happy. I just don't want to be hungry. Um, I do care about nutrition, my husband not so much. So we like clash when it comes to mealtimes. So... Especially during quarantine when I was home with Milo, my husband would often make dinners. So I think I talked about this in a reel or something. And so the comment that someone left was, I really enjoy your podcast. I respect the work you're doing. I was a little floored listening to this episode. Oh, this must have been about my relationship compassion episode or something. Anyways, she said, your husband, who is a physician who works long hours and takes call, also cooks meals and gets up overnight with your child. It seems a little imbalanced and unfair to him. Of course, of course, each relationship is different, but I do try to give my partner his nights as he is an engineer and works a stressful job, even though I work full time as a nurse. Something to think about differently. Um... Her comment floors me because why is your husband, 
who's an engineer, mind you, like, I don't know what he does in his day to day. You're a freaking nurse and your husband gets his nights. This, like, I don't understand it. Like, for us, I was home with Milo. This was, like, during my maternity leave, which in Canada, because I was a student, I was able to have a 12-month maternity leave. So I was with Milo all day, um, taking care of a new baby. He was my first baby, you know, all the stressors that come with that. And yes, my husband's a physician. Most of his days are spent in the office. So he is seeing patients in his office. And then one day a week he operates. So at that time, because Milo was waking up multiple times during the night, um, I would sleep with the monitor when my husband was going to operate the next day for obvious reasons. Um, But for the most part, and yeah, when he's on call, then... Sometimes he's busy, sometimes he's not very busy when he's on call because he's a urologist. He's not like a um like an ER doctor or like you know someone that when they're on call they have to be at the hospital or gets called in all the time. So yes, he does have a really important job. He, you know, some days could be very stressful, but I don't think when he has a typical day, let's say in the office or in the operating room. And who knows, maybe he does and he just doesn't tell me. But I don't think it's as stressful as having a bad day with young children at home. I don't know, maybe I'm biased, but I think sure there are some jobs that when you're working outside of the home can be like really stressful. Um, But As a society, I don't think we take into consideration how much work and how stressful and physically, mentally, emotionally exhausting it can be to take care of young kids all day. So anyways, this episode is about rest. I have difficulty resting. Even though I'm home alone during the day, like when Milo's in daycare, I could rest if I wanted to, and I have a really hard time doing it unless I am absolutely exhausted. Like, for example, the other day I hadn't slept all night, so I was able to lay down in the afternoon and not really think anything of it. But usually, if I try and rest, I am literally just ruminating about all the things that I should be doing. And I say should, but really, I shouldn't be doing them. I should be resting. So I just want to point out that rest is productive. My friend Kathy said that to me the other day. Rest is productive. And if you think about it, well, now I try and think about it like this. If I don't take time to rest when I know I'm very self-aware, like I know when I need a break or to clear my mind or to physically rest... If you're not doing that when your body and your mind needs it, then all the things that you need to do or that you are going to do in the future are not going to be done as well. So if you are taking time to rest, those future tasks that you do or even just, you know, everyday things like taking care of your kids, making dinner, whatever it is, those will be easier. You'll be more focused. You'll have more energy. You'll be in a better mood. Your relationships will like be better as a result. 
um, because, well, I just lost. <clears throat> oh my God, guys, I need a voice coach. Okay, I took a sip of water. Um, I don't think I speak properly. I speak from my throat and not from my stomach. But anyways, that's another episode issue. Um, if you're taking time to rest, if you are getting adequate rest, I feel like you're going to have less resentment towards your partner. So like, for example, and quarantine was such a unique situation because I was home alone with Milo all the time. My husband, like we couldn't go anywhere. So like you couldn't even break up your day or like go visit people, have a babysitter come. Like, no, I was just home with him 24-7. My husband, because he's a physician, was working his regular job. So like there was no difference there. He got up, went to work, did his usual stuff. Um, That is when a lot of this stuff really hit me and I started to make so many discoveries about how society views stay-at-home parents and then also some of the struggles that stay-at-home parents must experience because when I was on my 12-month maternity leave, I didn't have any, like mentally I was prepared for those 12 months to only focus on Milo. I didn't have much else to do. I had lots of supports It wasn't the same thing. But when we were away from family and in quarantine, I was like, wow, like stay-at-home parents are saints. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner... I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. 
We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals, so you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding, and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. And I made a lot of discoveries. I was like annoyed at my husband that he got to go to work. He got to leave the house. He got to go see other adults and have conversations. He got to drive 30 minutes to work in the morning by himself and 30 minutes on the way home by himself. He could freaking pick up a coffee. He could listen to a podcast. Like I was so jealous of that. And often in quarantine, I would go and take drives by myself because that's literally the only thing I could do to be totally alone. Like even if I had a bath or something in the house, like you're not out of that environment and it just, you're not alone technically, like there's other people in the house. So I started to take drives. Um, Also, what I started to notice was when my husband would finally come home in the evening or even on weekends 
And then he would go to do some of the things that he typically does regularly. For example, he likes to wash the cars and clean the inside of the cars. He cuts the grass and, you know, does the weeds and whatever it is in the winter, shovel the driveway. Oftentimes, one partner tends to do a lot of the household chores, let's say, that is outside. So, you know, I typically do a lot of the vacuuming and my husband does do laundry quite a bit and the dishes and whatnot. But, you know, I do like the deep cleaning stuff and I change the bedding and I do that, like the dusting and things like that. That keeps me in the house. So I was in the house all the time with Milo, with the exception of like going for walks or whatever. And then it would be the weekend and I'm still in the house now because my husband is outside cutting the grass or he's outside cleaning the inside of the car. So eventually I was like, F this, I'm going to start cutting the grass because I want to go outside and be alone and listen to a podcast while I cut the grass. So I started doing outside chores and my husband would stay inside with Milo. Now that Milo is a little bit older, my husband can take him outside with him to do some of these things, like wash the car and stuff. So we do that. But during quarantine, he was at an age where it's like that awkward age where you fear that they're going to hurt themselves all the time and they're not really able to like help out, you know? So anyways, I realized that in quarantine. And If you haven't already read, um, what's it called? How Not to Hate Your Husband After Having Kids. How Not to Hate Your Husband After After Kids by Jancy Dunn. It's such a good book and she talks about all these kind of things that happen after you have kids and the dynamic that occurs between you and your partner. And just the point about making dinner. Um... I will say when Milo was at the age, and this was during quarantine, sometimes I would request to make dinner because I was like, you know what? Making dinner is more relaxing and easier than entertaining Milo and taking care of Milo for the next like 45 minutes. So sometimes I would ask my husband, like, I'm going to make dinner tonight, okay? And he'd be like, okay. And he would take care of Milo. So I don't know why we have this thought in our head like, oh my God, her husband works all day out of the house and then he comes home and makes dinner. Like, yeah, it's 2021. He's eating dinner. I'm eating dinner. I've been home taking care of Milo all day, taking care of house stuff. Yeah, he comes home and makes dinner, okay? Like, what? what is the alternative? Like, you want him to come home and go sit in a quiet room by himself and have a beer while I'm, like, struggling in the kitchen trying to make dinner and entertain Milo? Like, no. As far as I'm concerned, the hours outside of work, so when my husband comes home, if he needs, like, 10, 15 minutes to, like, decompress after a bad day, whatever it is, of course there's going to be situations like that, and that's fine. And that's all about communication. He can come home and communicate that, and I will be happy to, you know, like, have that happen. But as far as I'm concerned, the hours, like, after work hours are, now we're a team, And we are a team in this house and we are a team for dinner time. 
We are a team for the bath and bedtime routine. We are a team for, you know, getting stuff organized for the next day. It's not being put on one person because that is not fair because you're essentially saying that someone that works outside of the home and is not home taking care of kids, they deserve rest more than the other person. And that is not true. So specifically in her comment, she mentions that her husband's an engineer, like, okay, and she's a nurse. I, like, I have worked with engineers just because of what my dad does. I used to work for my dad. Um, I would argue that the nursing job, you know, I'm not sure what she does as a nurse. There's lots of different things they could be doing. But I would argue that nursing is more stressful. So the fact that you think your husband is entitled to have his nights by himself blows my mind. And again, every family is going to do what works for them. Like a lot of people probably find it shocking that my husband slept with the monitor. But in our specific situation, it made more sense for him to sleep with the monitor than for me to sleep with it, not sleep all night, then have to take care of Milo all day, when my husband could just get up for five minutes, give him a bottle and fall right back asleep. So it just, you're a team. Like I have to stress that again, like you are a team. How best can we do everything that needs to be done like efficiently so that everyone is as happy as they can be and we're sharing the mental load of running the family, the physical load, the emotional load, the household chores, like we are a team. I always think about how, you know, back in the day, for the most part, and this is always like a weird subject to talk about because I feel like people are going to jump down my throat, but back in the day, women tended to not work outside of the home and they stayed home and, you know, their partners went out and worked and were the ones, like the sole people that brought home money. I was going to say breadwinners, but I was like, that's that's a lame term. But you know what I mean? So in that situation, it, you know, the the partner went out, they worked. The mom, usually the mom stayed home, cooked, cleaned up, you know, got things ready for the next day, picked up the kids from school, whatever it was. That is kind of what the norm was. And now over the years, because both parents like not in every situation, but now it's very common for both parents to work stressful full-time jobs. So, but like our society and how like we work has not caught up to that because a lot of the time you see the moms still taking on the majority of the childcare and also the majority of the mental load of running a family. So I think it is getting better and for the most part, both partners are really, you know, hands-on when it comes to taking care of kids. But when it comes to, you know, valuing what the stay-at-home parent is doing, I think there's still work to be done and people need to understand what that is like. And a lot of people say, you know, because of quarantine happening, it's really going to open a lot of people's eyes to what it actually means to stay home with little kids. Um, It is seriously so hard and so draining. So 
especially like I made that TikTok the other day and it was like, you know, the voiceover of Stewie from Family Guy. And it was like, oh, are you going to be working full time or are you going to be staying home with the kids? And it was like, same thing, bitch, just different shapes. Like that is the truth. It doesn't matter if you're working outside of the home or you're working inside of the home with the kids. Working inside the home with kids and running a household is a, a shit ton of work, like a shit ton of work. So I cannot stress enough that both partners are entitled to rest, entitled to alone time, entitled to having hobbies and having a life outside of the family home, having interests, being able to read, and however you guys can work together as a team to ensure that both people can get that by all means. Like what works for one family is not going to work for the next family, just like anything else when it comes to parenting and like family life. I always go on, I make little notes for these episodes, but I often end up going on rants and I don't listen to them before I publish them. So hopefully what I said made sense and you got something out of this episode. I know for me, when I need to rest, I can feel it and I always try and listen to my body, but I have to tell myself, Renee, you are going to sit down. You are not going to do anything but relax, whether that be like read my book, um, watch HGTV, whatever it is, go for a walk, do the Peloton. That might not be resting. For example, Peloton doesn't sound very restful, but it's a rest for my mind. And that's important to distinguish. Sometimes I rest because my body needs rest. For example, fighting the sinus infection, not getting sleep. I physically need to rest. But sometimes my mind needs a break. And so what's really good for that is listening to a podcast, doing the Peloton, watching a show that I know I'll be really into because it just lets my mind not ruminate about things that I should be doing or thinking about different topics. I always say, since Milo was born, I always take time before I go to sleep to be by myself in my room in the dark, whether I'm reading, I'm watching Housewives, I need that alone time to like recharge my batteries and I look forward to it all day because it's it's just a special time for me. And it sounds so silly, but it's true. That's just, it's become my nighttime routine. Um, anywho, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so happy that that girl commented on that post because I think it sparks a really great conversation and hopefully it gives everyone something to think about and something to consider. Thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, if you haven't already, please rate, review, and follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. It helps keep me up in the charts. I hope you all have a fabulous weekend and that everybody sleeps and everybody gets some rest. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. (laughs) 
Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship yeah, topics. like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us come out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. Ha, <laughs> ha,